0: Welcome to Tough Talk Christian Radio. Tough Talk Christian Radio is for those who want to share and receive expressions of faith that will help take you to the next step in your relationship with Christ. Tough Talk Christian Radio is brought to you by the Tough Talk Radio Network. Now here's your host, Tony Gambone. All right,
1: welcome to the show. My name is Tony Gambone, and of course this is Wednesday where Tough Talk Christian Radio is always, it's always an exciting day for me to get through the part of the week, to get to Wednesday, to be blessed enough to be able to do this show. I always say every week that this helps put a little bit of Jesus back in my life, and God knows I surely need it by Wednesday, Uh, being a self-employed individual and a family man uh, with a lot of life in, in front of me. So I am just blessed to be able to have this opportunity to interview the different people across the country and around the world that are sharing What the lord has done in their life which always gives us hope to know that we are still available to be loved by the one and only so uh super excited today as we have a great guest a gentleman by the name of ed malone and uh he's in the tennessee area who's just released a new book we're going to talk more about that here in a second Uh, but first i want to talk about uh, what's going on in in uh in my little world I, i guess you could say um Every week we talk about different things, and this week here I've, I've, uh, well, I want to talk about something that I heard through John Maxwell, and uh, some advice that he gave was to be the illustration and not the instruction. Uh, And and so what does that mean uh, for me? Anyway, uh, I'm a father, I have children, I'm part owners in a family-owned business, so uh, it's always easy to tell people how to do things. The hard part is being the illustration of that, saying nothing by way of instruction, but living the part. And so I know that none of us are available to do that on a daily basis, but I also know that there's a lot of us that don't even try to make a difference with that. So for me, this month, here in February, uh, I have decided, not only this month, but every day this year, to try to improve on the way I uh, instruct the people around me to do things. And, and one of the ways is to be doing it first by example. Okay. And then that seems to be better, especially raising children or uh, leading a, a group of employees or um, leading a group in your, in your church or in your community. It always seems to be easier for someone to see how to do it by the way you do it versus. You tell them how they should do it, and they never see you acting out those steps. So uh, I just hope that everyone this day will sit down and take a second and think about that. Do I tell people how to do things, and do I live the steps that I'm telling people to how to do things? So if you're a parent, are you are you that person that you know? I remember hearing when I was a kid, "Do as I say, not as uh, do as I." tell you, not as I do, okay? Um, that's hard, especially today. Kids are a lot smarter. They're not going to bite into that. They're just going to pretend they're listening. Same with your employees, same with your team, same with your friends, same with your spouse. You have to live the part in order to be recognized as someone that someone will follow. And I know that that's the Lord's way as well. So let's make sure that if you're listening to the show, uh Let's not be that person that says, oh, I know somebody i got to tell that to. No, no, that's not what this is about. It's about you being the example. So you don't have to tell someone else. They see it and they take it on. Or maybe they bring it up to you and say, hey, I've noticed you changed. Then you can have a conversation with them, okay? Otherwise, it's instructions instead of illustration. That's my little piece today. If you get time this week, go listen to little John Maxwell, Andy Stanley, um, Just take out your Bible and read a couple of verses in it. And uh, if you're like me, it doesn't always make sense. But if you read it one day, sooner or later, it's gonna come up and make sense to you. That's the trust that you have to have in the Lord. He will allow you to understand his words when it's time for you to understand it. So once again, my name's Tony Gambone. This is Tough Talk Christian Radio. And before we go to our first commercial break, I just wanna let everyone know, if you wanna call into the show, And meet our guest today. The number is 347-989-1363. Press 1, and we can connect you to the switchboard to ask a question or say hi to Ed. The other thing is if you just want to listen on your phone, okay, maybe you have to leave your desk and you don't have, uh, you know, uh, the ability to listen to it, plug it in in the car with your phone, uh, dial 347-989-1363. You can just listen along with the show. You'll find us on Tough Talk. Uh, radio network if you want to be a guest on the show you go to tough talk christian radio we're always looking for people to tell their testimony of what god has done in their life and the different things that made once you start believing in the lord okay we're always looking for that help to help others be convinced that that's possible for them as well you can find us on facebook twitter linkedin just go to tough talk radio network and you'll find us uh, if uh, i mentioned mention one more time, the call-in number is 347-989-1363. We're going to take a very short break. We're going to bring our guest up, and I guarantee you're going to find some interesting information here, especially the title of the show, Three Simple Words, and what those three simple words are. So we'll be right back after this break. House Talk Radio. Join Tony and Wendy Gambone on House Talk Radio, where they talk all things house. From tips on home repairs and remodeling to best practices on buying and selling a home, hiring contractors, home loans, and insurance, as well as decorating ideas and how to get the most bang for your buck. If you would like more information about House Talk Radio, go to housetalkradio.com. All right, welcome back. My name is Tony Gambone. If you missed the first part of the show, well, it's no problem. You can go back and listen to the recording anytime it is available for you. Um, as I mentioned, our guest today is a gentleman by the name of Ed Malone, and Ed is from the Tennessee area. i tell you a little bit about him. He's been serving as a pastor for 48 years. Along with being a pastor, he enjoys, his, he enjoys raising black Angus cattle carpentry and writing. He's authored three Christian books. He's earned a Master's of Divinity degree from Southern Baptist Techno... Te- 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 oh boy, so my mouth's not working. Theological cemetery, Seminary. And after graduating with an electrical engineer's degree from the University of Tennessee, he lives out of his faith by helping others and works as a lead carpenter for a Habitat for Humanity. He's been a con- counselor in residential home for juvenile offenders and has foster children. He is a Vietnam veteran, and thank you so much for serving, Ed, and his wife of 54 years, Gail, they live on a farm in Tennessee and have two children and eight grandchildren. So, Ed, welcome to the show.
0: Thank you, I look forward to our conversation.
1: Yes, sir. So, first of all, thank you for serving our country as a Vietnam veteran. I surely appreciate that. Let's tell everybody what part of Tennessee you're calling in from.
0: I'm in Middle Tennessee. I tell folks I'm halfway between uh, uh, the Grand Ole Opry in Nashville and the Great Smoky Mountains outside of Knoxville. So on I-40, just straight across the state, but Middle Tennessee.
1: Awesome. And is that where you're from originally, Ed?
0: Well, I'm actually from uh, East Tennessee, uh, right there. Uh, I could get into the Smokies in 20 minutes from my house, so I spent a lot of my growing-up years uh, running around in the mountains up there. So that's that's home. But I've been in Cookville here in Middle Tennessee now for 40 years, so this is now my new home.
1: Okay, awesome. And, and, uh, you know, uh, Ed, uh, you have been married for 54 years. Okay, so what's the secret? Is there one?
0: Yes, sir. Uh, you, you can become one in marriage if you're trying to become one with God. Only by oneness with God will you be able to be one in marriage because he's the one that's going to get you away from your selfishness, teach you how to love unconditionally. And, uh, you know, I tell folks, don't get married if you can't forgive. For as As one who walks with God, who's constantly being forgiven, I can forgive those around me, and it allows me to enter into a deep relationship. Otherwise, there's wars and there's fights. There's unforgiveness and bitterness that just destroys marriage.
1: Amen to that. Uh, That is a good good tip. And if you want to know more about uh, Ed's first book, he wrote, The Miracle of Oneness, Becoming One in Marriage Through Oneness with God, uh, he wrote that book back in 2008. You can go to edmalone.org and find that information as well. So, Ed, it says that you have been a pastor for 48 years. Okay. So, it also says you uh you enjoy raising black angus cattle. I'm assuming you have a ranch.
0: Well, uh, a ranch is a a, a lot of acreage, uh, a farm. I've got I've got 100 acres run, I run 50 brood cows, and uh, I do that alongside of continuing to be a full-time pastor, and I work habitat a couple of days a week. So that's about all I can manage, but I truly enjoy that. Yes, sir. Mm
1: -hmm. And uh, so it it says that you've been a – you've done a lot of things, and, and, you know, the younger we get, the the more things we list that we've done in our past. What would you say out of all the things that you've been doing in your lifetime, what is the one thing, I mean, of course, I know serving the Lord is at the top of the chart there, but what is the next thing you you enjoy the most that you do on a daily basis?
0: Well, preparing to be able to teach, like tonight is Wednesday night Bible study. I'll be doing teaching. Uh, I'm an expository preacher and a teacher, and I, I teach on Wednesday night some of the deeper nuances of the of the Scriptures, but I'm also uh, preparing all week long for my message on on each Sunday, and I preach through an entire book uh, of the Bible and go verse by verse so that we don't skip around just to pick all the low-hanging fruit. We deal with all the passage of Scripture and all the issues that are addressed there. We don't dodge anything, and I uh, try to help people how to... Uh, uh, interpret the bible for themselves. I tell them, you know, listening to me is 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 not how you're going to grow. It's going to uh you got to put the bible in your lap and you have got to be before the Lord and let his spirit be teaching you through the word. So I try to teach people how to do that.
1: Mm. And you know, Ed, we live in a in a crazy state of world right now. And and so as I as I look at this new book, three simple words. Okay, these are words that have changed the lives and revolutionized the world for all who follow them. Okay, and as we watch the news it doesn't seem like a lot of people are following them, but that's just a a short brief decision we make in the middle of the news. Tell me about these three powerful words and uh, you know, I mean that's that's a lot to live up to.
0: Sure. <clears throat> of course, the words are spoken by Jesus. You know, when you tell people what three words do you want to hear that would change your life and revolutionize your world, and they would say, "Won the lottery." Well, this is not about stuff in this world. This is about hearing an invitation extended to you by the one who was the uh, uh, maker of all things that are. Through him, by him, and for him, all things were created, and he invites you to not just believe in him, but he invites you to follow him. There's a big difference between what he's offering, and what people really want. Most people only want a ticket to, to to get to heaven. What he's offering is so much more. When he says, "Come, follow me," that's a that's a present, active, spiritual relationship. It's an invitation to a miracle. By definition, becoming a Christian, a follower of Jesus, he said, "It comes by new birth." That's a miracle. It, it is accompanied with the indwelling of His Spirit. And his, in spirit, his spirit in us empowers us to be able to rise just above just bios, the biology of living, but rise to what the New Testament calls zoe, which is the life that only he can give, the life which is in God. And so this invitation is given to us by by the one who can take us to something rising far beyond. You know, to follow Jesus is to... Uh, Experience a miracle that takes us into an extended future that is unending and not just uh, believe in God and try to be good and hope to go to heaven when I die. This is uh, something far more that most people are not touching upon.
1: Mm. You know, the true statement that you made there that I have seen and experienced and, and witnessed through this show is once you follow the Lord, Miracles do happen, and, and that's the beauty of doing the show. I get to hear people's testimonies of why they do what they do, and it's always something that once they decided to follow the Lord, he has put things in front of him or them that is, well, no other words for it, a miracle. It just would have never in their mind would they have they thought that would have happened or that was the direction that the Lord wanted them to go in or where their life was going to go or how they were going to get through the unbelievable things going on in their life. So I I, I really agree with you with that uh, that there's three simple words is come follow me. Uh, as simple as it sounds, can we talk about the difficulty of the that action to come follow me?
0: Yes, uh, the uh, following Jesus is going to uh, uh, confront your personal selfishness because. He's calling us to unconditional love. Following him is going to put you in a position where you're going to be in, in conflict with the world because the culture is ruled by, by Satan, and so you're going to have to come against all of those kind of culturally accepted patterns and ways of life and ways of doing things. So as we go into this, but, you know, the, the beauty of all of this is he's calling you to follow him as he empowers you to follow him. It's not a, a man in his own uh, strength striving to do what I can't do. The Apostle Paul was, was, was very uh, direct when he said, the very thing I want to do, I wind up not doing. The very thing I hate, I wind up doing. Who will deliver me? The Lord Jesus. Living under his lordship, living through his power, allowing him to move through you, is uh, 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 is the revolutionary gospel good news that we have? It's no longer a man in his own industry trying to strive to please God. You've got God working in you to accomplish the very thing He wants from you. But it is a battle. It's a battle with culture. It's a battle with yourself. It's a battle with spiritual powers. And He He, he gives us plenty of teaching in the in the New Testament of how He's going to help us to do that.
1: Well, we all know that saying, you know, how do you uh, eat an elephant? It's one small bite at a time. And sure. I think this applies to to us being a follower of Jesus and reading our Bible and understanding the better way and understanding all the different things that we assume could get us to where we want to go just by being nice. So it's, it's a process that's going to take us a period of time. Uh, and, and I find that the closer we get to come follow me, the more Satan interferes with our lives to see how committed we might really be. So when people come to you and say, I've been trying and I've been trying and I've been trying, but everything seems to go wrong every time I try, what's your response to that? Okay.
0: What I, what I, what I would want to say to, to folks is I'm trying is, is, is where your weakness is. You know, it's not up to you and the power of your own strength. Now, here Jesus gave several examples. You know, uh, I want to be as a shepherd to you. I want to be uh, like the vine and the branch. I, I as a shepherd, you know, as I shepherd my cattle as a herdsman, I in the summertime I, I I I control where they eat and graze, and so when I come in the field and I call for them, they follow me because I'm going to take them to a new field where there's fresh grass. In the winter, when i 'm feeding hay, I call they come to me in that process of relationship where i 'm feeding them and they're they're seeing the benefit of me as their shepherd, then we develop a relationship where then I allow the shepherd when he calls to follow learning how to hear the shepherd's voice must be accomplished by our feeding on his word and and feeding on our meditation and 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 our uh, study of his life and who he was and what he wants us to do the vine and the branch is a powerful example he said you know apart from me you can do nothing you need to learn how to abide in me meaning connect with me so that i can flow through you you know not only is the christian life a miracle you're the first person to recognize that miracle when there are times when you are in a situation and and you're 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 speaking with someone and you're asking the Lord to help you and he gives you words and you hear yourself speaking words that are even beyond your own thinking or you uh, and so learning how to let that miracle happen in you that God wants to be in you indwelling you move through you I tell folks that Christianity is something that happens to us we're born again it happens through us as as he flows through us and it's something that can be benefit to others as we allow that to be expressed into our world.
1: Mm. So you're saying, if I understand you it correctly, it's not something we can try to do. It's something we must allow the Lord to do to us. Absolutely. Is that correct?
0: That, that, yeah. is, that is correct. And it's like anything. You know, the scriptures talk about our relationship to God being a, like a maturing process. We start out as babes. A babe learns to finally stand up, and then it takes that first step. And it learns to walk, and then it learns to run. It can jump and, and do all those things. There is a process involved in all of this. You know, whenever I read that passage, the sheep hear my voice. I call, and my sheep hear my voice. Uh, and I, I remember I'd been a Christian, and, and had been to the seminary, and I was reading that passage, preparing to preach, and I was saying, wow, I, my my church discipline didn't really teach me how to listen spiritually and uh, uh, learning how to hear the voice of god and not your own voice and not the voice of the devil as he tries to put thoughts into our head it's a discipline it is the, the ability i always say folks you'll never learn to walk with the voice of god if you can't admit at times that you've missed it you know when if you started out with something you thought was the voice of god and you have to stop and say you know it's like paul whenever he decided he wanted to go into asia and that was not where god wanted him to go he went uh, he started to go to Lithuania, and That was not where he wanted to, uh, him to go. He wound up uh, getting him to Troas and then down on to Philippi. He, even one like the Apostle Paul couldn't always you know catch it right every time. But he knew in his own spirit by the presence of God when he was not at the right place and what he thought was what God wanted him to do wasn't. So it's, there is a a part of this. It's just you know it's a, it is a growing dimension
1: of learning how to do something. Yeah, a lot of discipline, uh, I, I believe, because it's, it's so easy to uh, say that it's the voice of God because that's what we want. And it's very difficult to say, no, that's not God speaking because that's nothing of what we want. So I, I think, it, like you said, it's, it's a practice. Now, you mentioned something, Ed, about when we're babies and we learn how to walk. And we learn how to run. And we learn how a bunch of things at a very young age. We have no fear in us, but yet as we grow older, we develop fear. And and I kind of relate that to when I was a, uh, a, a new to following the Lord, and I'm it was uh, I think 12 years ago, okay, at the age of 54. And the thing of it is, it just seems so easy and simple and right on and just like this is great and then the more I started learning and the more I started reading and the more I started studying the more fear built up inside me just like a child who grows up and uh, they gain fear from the experiences or the learning that they've gone along the way do you find that commonality
0: well that is true and and you know there is that dimension and but. Let me give you an illustration of what I, I try to tell folks. You know, I've got uh, a yellow lab, and she's getting older, and she's really afraid of the storm. And yet, you know, she, uh, if I let her in at night, she wants to lay right by the bed beside me. If she's where she can feel my presence, she's not afraid. And, and you know, when I try to tell folks, what you need to practice to overcome fear in your life is being uh, aware of the presence of God. If you know, if the strong guy's in the room with me and I know he's in the room with me, then what is there to fear? If uh if I can sense God's presence, I can rest and be comfortable, whatever comes, whatever may, God's gonna be sufficient for it and he's gonna be able to be the one to take care of it. And so practicing the presence of God, being aware of God's presence in you is a real powerful con- uh uh means of, of, of removing the fear. Who You know, if God be for me, who can be against me? You know, those kind of passages of Scripture jump out at us. But not only is the presence of God that which pushes back fear, but the presence of God keeps me uh, uh, corralled from things that are wrong. You know, I can remember whenever I, I, I let a curse word uh, fly in front of my mama, and, and she was just devastated by that. And, uh, you know, the same is true if I'm aware of God, then he... Is grieved when I do things that are wrong, or when you know there 's a potential uh, argument to be with my wife, and he, he, and my spirit starts moving in that direction, he starts pushing on me and with displeasure, so having an awareness of the presence of God. And that's not accomplished by racing along with the busyness and chaos of life. You've got to find your closet prayer. You've got to find your place to sit out in the dark at night and look at the stars and, and recognize how small you are in the world God has made. It is being aware of God is a powerful force in your life.
1: Mm-hmm. Great analogy. I love, you know, I have a, a red healer who uh, when the storm comes i know hours ahead of time cuz he goes to the closet he just knows yes. and 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 there's this this there's a soothing thing when 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 we open that door for the closet for him cuz he knows he's in a safe place and so i love that analogy that you made and it's so true if we just allow ourselves to feel that comfort know it's there and trust in it it will help us get through a lot of things. Now, that doesn't mean to say that life's just going to be so easy tomorrow because all of a sudden you, you've you come up with these three simple words and that, and you've said it and it's going to uh, be the way it is. Explain to people the process, okay? Uh, I know we said that you can't choose it, you know, you can't practice doing it, but explain to them the easiest way to allow themselves to come follow me. If you were to sit down and just have a short conversation with them and say, "Listen, this year I want you to try to just follow these three words. Come follow me," and they all look at you with this, "Okay, what does that mean? And what is the simple explanation for them that would allow them to get started, other than buying your book? Okay, because that's a, that's a must. If go buy the book, but give them, give them some advice on that part of it.
0: All right, you know." <clears throat> Learning to hear spiritually God's instruction in your life. Jesus said the Holy Spirit's going to teach you. The Holy Spirit's going to guide you. I'm going to be like a shepherd. I'm going to call your name and ask you to go in this direction instead of that. I'll use the power of my presence in your life to move you from one place to the other, knowing what's right, what's wrong, what is good. And I'll be, if you'll keep yourself attached to me, then I'll flow through you. Now, where you start with all of that, you know, first of all, you recognize what's possible, you know, and then you start along that process. Learning to hear the voice of God must first begin by the study of the Word. You know, you don't have to you don't have to guess or discern or test the spirits to know uh, that when Jesus is speaking through the Scriptures, you are hearing what He is saying. We can we have reliable passages of scripture the bible has been inspired by god and so we have the words of jesus so you need to start first of all saturating yourself with the written word so that you can know how jesus speaks you know the his spirit you know the kinds of things that he emphasizes so when you start hearing things spiritually you have a place where you can discern now as you're putting that word in your lap before god in your own prayer closet then God will use that platform of his word to add things to it. He will trigger your mind into thinking more of of what is being meant in the passage of Scripture and how you can apply it to your life. So that's where you start. The, the second level is staying aware of God, not just, you know, think about God here or there, the, the yon or, or or whatever, but constantly, day by day, moment by moment. You're trying to stay sensitive to whether God's pleased with what I'm doing or whether, whether God might uh, open my eyes to something that I need to stop and get the guy out of the ditch, whatever the case may be. But it's a desire to be constantly aware of God in your life. Uh, opening yourself up for His voice, those kind of things, and then you know I tell folks, you know it's hard for God to get you to do something new uh, that He wants to tell you when well, you're not doing the things that He's already told you to do. You know the you know uh, do unto others you'd have them do unto you. That's an active call to do something. If you're living in bitterness and anger and selfishness toward people, it's going to hard, be hard for Him to tell you to do something new. So we've got to start out doing what the Scripture teaches us and using the Scriptures as a means for which we can learn to hear the voice of God, discern whenever it's my voice or the devil's voice in my head. Those are the steps that I try to push people through. That's
1: good stuff. That's very good stuff. I I feel as though it's one of my hardest tasks during the day is to, Treat others like I want to be treated, uh, uh, you know, come follow me. Uh, all the different things that I know that I'm supposed to do seems to be the most difficult. And and every time I try to figure out why, I get the answer when I make it to the mirror. Is this me? I need to yes. decide well, to make the, those changes. One of the
0: things that I think is really important to say here, we say people say, well, I work a job. I'm not like you. I don't get to study uh, the Scriptures for, you know, to preach or something and get paid to do it. But hear what the Scripture tells you. It says, and whatever you do, in word or do, deed, do it in the character of Jesus. And whatever you do, uh, do it as serving the Lord. You know, when I go out and dig a fence post uh, to set a post, I'm doing as if I'm setting that post for Jesus if I'm going out and I'm, I'm, I'm doing any kind of job like at Habitat, I'm doing it as if I'm working, this this is going to be the house that Jesus lives in. We don't need, If we need to constantly every day do everything in the character of Jesus and as if serving him because people think, well, I don't have, I'm so busy I can't go sit down by the creek and have a meditation time. Well, you should be constantly living out the character of jesus in whatever you say and whatever you do and every task is as if serving him and it revolutionizes your world when people at you know their employer asks them to do something that they feel is menial or beneath them do it as serving the lord is there anything that he could ask you to do that would be menial or 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 not worthy of you to do well you know you know, if it's go clean the toilet, go clean the toilet. Do it as if serving the Lord. You know, it, that that makes your uh, you don't have to find the time. Every moment of every day is time to grow in that relationship with Him. And and Jesus said, if you follow my commands, I'll meet you there. I will be with you in those those experiences. And so life is transformed from just you know we we tend to separate secular. And and, and sacred Well all of life is sacred Today was a gift for each of us And we should live it out In in, in that manner
1: Good stuff Ed Very good stuff We're going to have to have you back on the show With some more Now let me ask you a question here When Or are you working on the next book
0: Uh, My wife hopes that I don't, but I am. But uh, it's 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 you know (laughs) it'll come. You know, uh, I I enjoy writing because in preaching a lot of times I come out of uh, of the session and say, oh I wish I could have said that a little bit differently or or added a little bit more. Well, when I'm writing, I get to do that more fully, and so I enjoy writing. And uh, but uh, yeah, I I'm I'm not sure when the next will be. But I appreciate yeah, you letting me uh, share my passion. You know, I have I have found uh, something that I want to share with the world, and sadly, Christianity uh, has well. Sadly, the people who want to be the people of God have constantly been having to be called to get back on course. For hundreds of years, God sent prophets to tell the people who thought they were the people of God, believed they were the people of God, who weren't the people of God. You know, Jesus came on the scene, same thing. You know, he, he confronted the Pharisees, the, the leaders of the, of the religious movement, and saying, you know, you're not in the kingdom, and you make your converts twice a child of hell, because now they believe they're in the kingdom when they're not. And then we go on with, with the history of Christianity. We get up to the Reformation. We've got to reshape everything again. And Christianity in the modern world right now, especially in American Christianity, is a mess. we can 't even agree on the place of scripture we can 't agree on the qualifications of clergy, what it means to be married uh, on the list go the, sac- uh, the sanctity of life. It-, it is a sad situation where we 're not following jesus we 're just being religious, just like it's been throughout the entire history of humanity.
1: Mm. Uh, it, it is so true what you say. Uh, 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 maybe it's just that, that the Lord wants to give more of us a chance to stand up and make a difference and, and show the way. Um, I, I'm not sure. You know, I just know that uh, uh, it, it's a hard practice and it's something that you have to commit to. And I know that the reward is more than anyone can imagine. Uh, it's kind of like serving for the... Uh, Uh, habitat of humanity uh, when you do it the reward that you get from the experience is unexplainable it's something that you have to do yourself to fully understand it and I think as you mentioned if you follow the Lord and and you allow him to go alongside you the experiences are more than you could explain all you can do is recommend someone to try it because no words can explain it so I just really appreciate your time today you taking the time out and your busy schedule to be with us, and I just hope you have a blessed week. And I look forward to, to, to the next book coming out, Ed, and having you back on the show.
0: All right, sir. Thank you for the opportunity.
1: My pleasure. Folks, I want to make okay. sure everybody knows that you can, you can go and find out more about Ed uh, on his website, Malone dot org. It's E D M A L O N E dot org. Uh, and as I uh, tell people all the time, if you buy the book, okay, because we screen the people we, we, we put on the show, okay, we check it all out. If you buy the book and you don't like it, I want you to email me at info at toughtalkradionetwork.com and I'll buy the book back from you, okay? Three simple words. Uh, how can three words have the power to change your life and revolutionize your world? Read the book. Find out. It wouldn't be a bad way to spend your upcoming weekend. My name is Tony Gambone. I'm surely thankful for all the people that tune into us here on the radio show every Wednesday. You can find us from 1130 to 12 Central Standard Time on the Tough Talk radio network. I hope everybody just has a continuous blessed week this week and make sure get the book okay you can find it at edmalone.org that's our show today folks we'll see you next week you have been listening to tough
0: talk christian radio with tony gambone brought to you by the tough talk radio network a special thanks to all of our sponsors if you'd like to be a sponsor or a guest please visit toughtalkradionetwork.com for more information